Welcome to TBN's Praise Podcast, hosted by Matt and Lori Crouch, where you will hear interviews with some of your favorite Bible teachers, pastors, authors, and Christian leaders. On today's episode, Matt and Lori Crouch host New York Times bestselling author and pastor Jensen Franklin. Listen as they unpack different ways you can discern God's voice and learn to let God lead. We are talking about a brand new book, Right People, Right Place, Right Plan, a TBN special edition, Discerning the Voice of God, Pastor Jensen Franklin. You know, we, we oftentimes, Jensen, we think about you at the beginning of the year. Your book was a, you know, New York Times bestseller that you talked about, the Daniel uh, Fast, and, and so oftentimes... Jensen Franklin kind of comes to our consciousness at the beginning of the well, year. Well, because we're always doing the Daniel fast Run, with yeah. Free Chapel. Run, yeah. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we think about you a lot in yeah. January. So, uh, but Not always good thoughts, right? All the second week of that fast. Jensen. <laughs> 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 so this is almost like a New Year's resolution kind yeah. of thing. You're but, but this is a theme that's consistent with you, getting an alignment, get a, get a plan, right people, right place, right plan, and getting that kind of set for people. Um, what, when, when people get this, what, what is the big takeaway here? And, and we, we just kind of want to hear now, kind of teach us what you've written here in this book. Well, when you understand that God really does speak, that God really does lead, that God really is concerned about the details of your life, and you learn to listen to Him, He will begin to bring the right people. Let's talk about that for just a moment. Okay. The right people into your life. So, so when the enemy wants to mess you up, He'll send a person. And when God wants to bless you, he, God's not writing checks. God's not selling cars. God's, he doesn't have a car business out here. He doesn't have a bank. He doesn't have an employment agency. He's going to use somebody. Wow. He's going to use a person. And when you begin to discern the right people in your life, I think about when I sit here and I look at you two, I think about some right people that came into my life at the right place at the right time. Can I talk about it? Absolutely. I think about a phone call that I got when I was just starting out in ministry. I had a tiny church of about 300 people. We'd build it up to 300 people. And I got a phone call from Dallas, Texas, TBN. Miss Jan Crouch has seen you on some TV show playing your saxophone. She would like for you to come to Dallas tomorrow. <laughs> That's how it happened. Yeah. Tomorrow. Sounds like my Sounds mom. Like mom. Yeah. She would like for you to come tomorrow, and, and her and, and, and uh, Paul Crouch are hosting the show, and we would love for you to be the musical guest. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm from Georgia. I'm a country. I'm as country as cornbread. I'm, I'm, I mean, that, you know, I was... I was I was terrified and yet humbled and yet, wow, next thing I know, I'm flying out on Delta. And I'll never forget it. I walked into that studio in Dallas and I just played my horn and it was a kingdom connection. I don't know any other way to describe it. The next thing I know, she, she, I got back to the hotel room and a girl, I don't know if she's still with you, Laura Massey, yep. yeah. called my, I, I remember these yeah. details. thing that touched me, Laura, was, was I had read the verse in, that had, that had drove me to my knees before. And when we talk about the right people, the right place, the right plan, listen to this. I'd read a scripture that week from the book of Psalms that said that he will exalt your horn. Oh my goodness. The horn 
will be anointed and it will be exalted. And I got that phone call. You know, I'm a preacher basically, but it wasn't the preaching that got my foot in the door. Mm. It was my horn, my saxophone. And, and so I go and I play that night. I get back to the hotel room and I felt like it went good. You know, I, we, they were so kind to me. Your dad, I'll never forget how your dad made me feel like a million bucks. I'm, I was nobody. I'm still nobody. But he came over and talked to me. And so you pastor in Georgia and uh, Jan's dad used to pastor in Augusta and they started, or some, where was yeah. it? Columbus. Decatur. Yeah. And Decatur. Yeah. And, yeah, and Decatur. And so, make a long story short, they call back and say they would like for you to stay over tomorrow. They're going to tape another show. And uh, the guest that night, by the way, was a guy named T.D. Jakes, who had never been on there. Oh. And he preached oh, woman. You on that I was show? on that show. Go back and look at your, your tape. Kidding. I was there. We rode over in the car together. And I didn't know him from anybody, and he didn't know me from anybody. But that's the right people. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's the right place. Wow. That's the right plan. My goodness. Some, uh, so I was a musical guest, hmm. but something began to happen. People began to invite me. Bishop Jakes invited me from that experience to play at his uh, men's conference, my saxophone. My and then somebody heard I preached. And, and I'll tell you a funny story real quick. Talking about the right people, folks, these kinds of things are going to happen to you in 2018 you, if you'll stay open. Come on now. I don't believe you're watching this program by chance. God has a plan. Thank yeah. you, Lord. God has a purpose, and this is your year. And, and I was, um, so I was booked to, to, I mean, they would never let me preach. They never asked me to preach. They didn't care if I could preach. You know, they had the greatest preachers in the world. Right. I mean, my God. Uh, back, back then, it was yeah. just everybody you can e. imagine. Evie Hill. Yeah. Evie, I did shows where I was a musical guest. I was the musical guest. And one, during Christmas, it was a Christmas show, uh, and I was playing my sax, and uh, this was when they did the live show. Right. It was not taped. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, the girl came, the, the floor manager came scurrying over and she said, Jan wants to know, can you, can, can you preach? The, the speaker got in an accident or something. I forget what it was. Could not get to the studio. And she heard, are you a preacher? <laughs> I'm a preacher. <laughs> are you ready to preach? I don't have a Bible. All I have is a saxophone. I don't have, well, you're up in about 10 minutes. So if you're good with it, we're going to go with it. And I preached that night, oh, just goodness. from my soul, just from my spirit, for about 15 minutes, the phones lit up, souls were saved, <laughs> and that's how I got going on TBN. My Isn't goodness. that something? That touches my heart. Yes. Wow. That touches my heart because I'm telling you, God can get you from anywhere you are to anywhere He wants you to be in one day. Yeah. In one day, the right people. Thank you, Lord. Paul Crouch, Jan Crouch were the right people. I don't know why yeah. she liked me. <laughs> I don't know why she cared about me. Yeah. But something happened. Yeah. She opened doors to me all over the world. Yeah. And I just really feel this. This is more than a TV taping. Wow. Mm. This is a year of, if you will be open, this is a year of supernatural guidance mm. for your life. Thank you, Lord. And when the right people enter your life, you learn, you learn through two ways, mistakes and mentors, mm. Mm. pain or people. You're going to learn one way or the other. I'd rather learn from somebody else's pain. Yeah. Yeah. I'd yes. rather learn from somebody else's mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the greatest days of your life is when God brings into your life people that are anointed to speak into your life to mentor you Sometimes a mentor becomes a tormentor mm -hmm. because they're like a coach. They're trying to bring the best out of you. Mm. Don't run from them. 
And God has these kinds of people. I call them kingdom connections mm -hmm. that, that He will bring into your life that are bridges to your destiny, mm -hmm. that are bridges to your purpose and your calling. And we talk about that in the book. I, I talk about how the great Apostle Paul, the greatest evangelist the world has ever known, but no church would let him preach. Read your Bible. Wow. Why, why would they? They didn't trust him. He, he said, I, he used a mafia term, I wasted the church. Mm -hmm. I, I, I killed Christians for a living when he was Saul of Tarsus. Mm -hmm. But now he's encountered Jesus, and yet nobody will receive the revelation that he has. And there's a guy by the name of Barnabas mm -hmm. who said to the church council in Jerusalem, we, we need to listen to this guy. There's a touch of God on him. There's a call of God on him. And he used his influence, watch, this is the right people, to open a door that Paul could have never got open on his own. And when he said yes, use him, then they by chance used him, and the rest is history. He ends up writing half the New Testament. Wow. So there are Barnabases, you know, open door openers you, in your life that God's bringing in 2018. There, there are people that have already done what you're trying to do, that if you can get them in your life in this strategic time in your life, it will save you years of hassle and mistakes and, and problems just sitting under. The reason you're successful in doing things that TBN has never done is you sat under one of the greats. Thank you, Lord. He, he, he expedited your journey. Yes. Yeah. And, and so God has those kinds of people. You know, um, Brian Houston, Tommy Barnett mm -hmm. were people like that for me. When, when I met those men, my life changed forever. When, when I encountered those men, God put favor on me with those people. And had they not poured into me at different wow. seasons in my life, I don't believe I'd be sitting here and I don't believe I would be nowhere near as, as, as blessed as I am today to preach the gospel in areas that I never dreamed I would get to go. Wow. But they became those, those people. You know, when Paul was discouraged, and, and I take great joy in that. Listen, somebody needs to hear this. Mm -hmm. That the great apostle Paul became so, he said, he put it like this. He said, I had, I had uh, fears within and I had problems without. You ever had a day like that? Mm -hmm. You had trouble on the outside and doubting your own self on the inside. Wow. And he said, in my lowest hour, God sent Titus. You know what Titus' name mean, means? You can make it. Oh, my goodness. God sent a you can make it. Joel Osteen. <laughs> right? Come on. God sent Come a Joel Osteen, a Titus. You can make it. Yeah. Don't you quit now. Yeah. There are 28 seasons in, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Time to weep, time to cry, time to dance, time to gather, time to scatter. The one season you'll never see is the season to quit. Mm. Oh my goodness. And sometimes you need a Titus in your life. That's a kingdom connection. Yeah. That's the right people. Sure. See, there's flesh people and there's... They're spirit people. Mm -hmm. Flesh people feed your fear. Mm. Spirit people feed your faith. Flesh people feed your, they, they cause you to abort your, your spiritual dream. Wow. Mm -hmm. But spirit people, like when Mary got around Elizabeth, the Bible said the baby inside of her began to leap. The dream, the call, the purpose, the plan mm -hmm. of God. When you start getting around the right voices in your life, mm -hmm. they'll make what's in you Come alive. Mm -hmm. I'm doing that right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm the right person right. for somebody wow. right now. You're not going to waste another year of your Thank life. Thank you, Lord. Amen. It's time. 
it's, it's the right time. Yeah. And, and so, you know, uh, you, you keep reading in, in Scripture so many people, you know, Ruth had her Mordecai. Mm-hmm. Timothy had his Paul. Mm-hmm. And on and on, you see that God brought the right people, and He's going to do that for you. I think, really, out of everything, that may be the most important because, you know, I pastor in Gainesville, Georgia. Gainesville is 40 miles north of Atlanta. Some people have said, can any good thing come out of Gainesville? <laughs> it's, it's not New York City. It's not L.A. Yeah. It's not Sydney. It's not Japan, uh, Tokyo. It's not. And yet, <laughs> being in the right place for me has taken me to all those places. Oh, my goodness. And so much more. My goodness. Wow. You get in the right place and people will find you. You get in the right place, and, and some of you feel like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm living in a government house, or I'm somewhere, and I'm down, I just lost my job, or, or maybe you're going through a tough place, and you feel like nobody knows who you are. God does. Mm-hmm. And the Bible said that God told Elijah, He said, you go to the brook Cherith, and I've commanded the ravens to feed you, here's the word there, Mm-hmm. Not anywhere. I believe personally, had he gone anywhere else, he'd have starved to death. Mm-hmm. God have found him another. God would have found him another prophet, because you don't just do your thing. Listen, if God says go there and you stay where you are, God's provision moves on while you stay where you are. Some of you have lingered in the place where you are too long. Yeah. And you have to go where God tells you to go when He tells you to do it. Yeah. And when He got there. The Bible said that the bird, a dirty bird, by the way, it's an unclean bird, a raven. God will use dirty birds. God's not going to just use Christians to take care of you. Sometimes Christians don't see the gift in you. Right. Wow. They didn't see it in Joseph. Wow. His brothers, the, the, the tribes of Israel said, kill him. But the Ishmaelites, oh, I need to preach right here. Preach. The Ishmaelites, do you know where the Ishmaelites came from? No. Granddaddy Abraham made a mistake yeah. with a little girl oh, named Israel. Hagar. God, God will take the mistakes of the granddaddy and take them into, make them into miracles for the grandson. Yes. Wow. And the Bible said that the granddaddy Abraham slept with Hagar and produced Ishmael from which comes the Ishmaelite. Had the Ishmaelites not come along, they were, read your Bible, they were going to kill Joseph. Mm. If they killed Joseph, they wouldn't have had enough food to feed the world. Right. God's plan, really, God's had some close calls. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean the, whole, the whole deal was in that right. pit. Yeah. And if the Ishmaelites, they were willing to pay for what they were going to kill. And they said, we'll pay you money for him. Come on. And the world's celebrating the gift. Yeah. We need to celebrate people's gifts in the church. We, don't, we, need, we need them to know they don't have to run out in the world and, wow. and only be celebrated. But let's celebrate people. We hope you're enjoying the Praise Podcast. We'll get back to the interview soon. But here's the deal. When you get where God wants you to be, miracles will happen. And I want to tell you a quick story. Please. My second daughter, Carissa, was, um, she was three years old. And uh, just to make a long story short, one Saturday night, I woke up. I had, I had had the most horrible dream. I saw my daughter. This is a true story. I saw my daughter, as real as I'm looking at you in this dream, in a coffin. She was dead. I, was, I woke up with tears streaming down. It was that real. I woke my wife, Sharice, up, 
And I said, we've got to pray. This is not just a normal dream. This is a spiritual dream. And I don't know what it means, but we've got to pray. We got down and we prayed for our children. And, and the next day I went in, I changed my sermon, and I preached on cancel the devil's assignment. I remember the name of the sermon. That dream, you saw her dead in I a saw her dead. And, and all, it, all I knew was the enemy. I felt grief, Matt. I felt grief like when my father died. Mm. I felt that, you know, the heaviness mm. when it's on your chest and mm. you can't hardly breathe. Mm. I felt that kind of grief. It was that real to me. Mm. And I, that's how I knew it was a spiritual dream. So I go to church that Sunday morning. Watch the timing of God. Mm. Watch this. I get up and I preach that sermon, cancel the devil's assignment over our families. And people to this day say it was one of the most moving services they've ever been in. And, and I would agree with that. For me personally, I've never experienced an anointing and presence of God quite like that was in that room for families. And man, the altars were filled. And it was powerful. Right after that service, my wife Sharice comes up and she says, you know, we're planning to go with our kids to Disney World. And we were going to drive down from Gainesville and load up the van, the whole van thing. And, 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 and I, we had Sunday night service, and I was scheduled to do the Sunday night. But she said, come on, let's just go. Let's just go. Let's just go. Let's just go. And, and she, she wore me down. <laughs> and, and so I, I did something I never Sharice. hardly do. I abandoned my responsibility, left, <laughs> said, somebody take it tonight. We got in the van. This is so important. Listen, I went one day early. This is what I'm talking about, right people, right place, yeah. at the right time. We were scheduled to go the next day. I went one day early. We get to SeaWorld, and we were going to go to Disney, and, 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 but we went to SeaWorld on Monday. And we were sitting out where the big uh, whale thing was and the show, and a storm comes like you wouldn't believe. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. And 5,000 people run up under the shelter. They, make, they stop everything and say, please, this is dangerous, lightning, so on. So we get up under the shelter. 5,000 people are pressed up. There is a girl, when, when we're grabbing our kids, grabbing diaper bags and stuff, and my three-year-old Carissa has always been a clinger to her mother and, and to, uh, not open to strangers. <laughs> so there's this girl standing there. She's about... 20-something years old, and Carissa, our, our three-year-old, is just lunging for her, just lunging, screaming, and there's lightning and all kinds, and she wraps her arms around this young girl who's 20-something years old, and as she wraps and holds her neck, the girl begins to weep. Now, there's thousands of people, and we're all in one area, and this girl starts weeping, and, and, and then the mother and the father are standing there of, of the 20-year-old, and they start weeping. And Sharice whispers to me, what's going on? This is weird. Get our baby. This is weird. Get our baby. <laughs> I try to get my 3-year-old, and she won't let her go. She won't, she won't come to her own dad. She didn't know this girl. She won't go to her own mother. I said, what is happening? After a few minutes, this went on, and they're just weeping. They, they're speaking, weeping. And I asked the father, I said, what's going on? And he said, this is my daughter. Listen to this. She lost her three-year-old daughter to congestive heart failure one month ago. This is the first day we've been able to get her out of her room in depression. Wow. And your three-year-old won't let her go. And something's going on. Instantly, the Holy Spirit said, mm -hmm. you remember the dream you had? Mm -hmm. You remember the grief you had? I let you feel what she's mm -hmm. felt. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I told her, I turned to her, and I said, I said to her, I said, I'm a preacher. 
She said, oh my God. She said, I'm a preacher's kid. I'm an assembly of God's daughter, a preacher's kid. And, and uh, granddaddy, I should say, granddaddy. And, and the man said, that's right. My father was a, was a preacher. And so, and so they start, uh, and I start telling her the story of the dream that I had, what I preached that day. God did such a miraculous work. Standing, people thought we were crazy. God turned that whole thing into a healing. I told that girl, I said, God wanted me to feel your grief Come on now. so that I could say to you, your child is with him. Mm. It's all right. Mm -hmm. If he was done with you, he would have taken you. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to hear that. Yeah. We've discussed the right people. We've discussed the right place that God's got a right people for you. He's got the right place for you to be where things are going to happen. Right plan. How do we get the right plan for our lives? Yeah. When you, when you begin to understand that everything that God does, when He's going to give you a miracle, He gives you a set of instructions. Nobody just got a miracle in the Bible. He always gave them a plan. Joshua marched seven times. He didn't, why didn't He just take the wall down? No. There's a plan. Yeah. March seven times. Woman with the issue of blood, she touched the hem of his garment. Somebody, the lame man, or the man with the withered hand, stretch forth your hand. The lame guy picks up his, take up your bed mm -hmm. and walk. God gives you a plan. Go do it seven times. And, you know, some people need to understand that God really does have a plan for your life. And in the book, I go into how do you discern that? See, a lot of people think that you just decide. Like you decided to be in TV, and you yeah. you don't decide your calling; you discover it. Yeah. You, you know, you you don't decide it; you discover it. When I was a kid, my mom used to she used to spank me a lot, <laughs> and rightfully so. I was I was into a lot of mischief, <laughs> but most of the most of the issues that I got in trouble with were not the things I did. It was a sassy mouth. Mm. It was the things oh, I said. Wow. Mm that my biggest issue was my mouth. And I told her the other day, did you know that when you were whipping me, you were whipping a preacher? The very thing she was trying to whip out of me was the thing God was going to use. I put a microphone in front of this mouth and, and God uses it. What's up with the that? The things we whip our children for when they're kids, we... They get blessed by as they get older. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, but there's a serious point to this. Yeah, yeah. That that whenever we have a bend toward, mm -hmm. that's a clue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a clue. What 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 whatever we feel and sense, that that's a clue. You know that that God has a plan for you to be involved in that issue. Not everything bothers me. Not every, not everything I care about. I don't. It bores me. But then there's other things that I just, you know, it's like a passion. Yeah. That's a clue to you. That and I go into steps to 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 find the plan of God for your life. But it's 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 not that you got to uh, decide it. You discover it. See, I had to discover that God could take that that sharp tongue, that smart aleck. Yeah. And, and, and turn it into somebody who could craft ideas and preach the gospel. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's what God wants to do for many people that are watching. So discerning the voice of God is the overarching kind that's of, right. it's a subtitle, mm -hmm. right? but discerning the voice of God is really what we're talking about in this brand new year, by the way, Happy New Year. And so uh, what, what we've talked about, right people, right place, right plan. You discover God's plan. You 
get to the right place for divine things to happen. The right people are going to be these encouragers in your life. The wrong people, the opposite of that. And so discerning the voice of God, give us a kind of a, a little bit of a lesson in, in sure. how that works and how it works right and wrong and, you know, how do you, how do you discover that too? One of my favorite things that we talk about is uh, in the book of Hosea chapter 5, God said to Ephraim, one of the tribes, He said, I will come to you as a moth. Hmm. It's the only time in Scripture where God says, compares himself to a moth. You know what a moth is. It's just a little insect. It's just a little little flutter. Something. How do you describe a moth? It's, it's just it's so tiny, it's so little, you just kind of do like that and it goes away. But then in the next verse, he says, I'll come to you as an eagle. Mm. Lion. And then a lion. Wow. Wow. Hmm. wow. And, you know, I tell people, if you open the closet and you saw a moth in there, <laughs> it would be no big deal. But if you come back yeah. the next day, day and you open the closet and there's a big old eagle with sharp claws and a beak that could rip your flesh to pieces, it gets your attention. Sure. Mm -hmm. But if you, on the third day, open that closet and there was a vicious lion looking at you, it would really get your attention. So the point is this. Notice the pattern. God says it's a powerful thing to, to be sensitive to the voice of God wow. that he, you can just have the gentle flutters of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't have to scream. God seldom screams. Mm -hmm. Almost never He whispers. Mm -hmm. The still, small voice. He wants us not to have to have the lion Mm. Not to have to have the eagle, life just being torn all to pieces and the eagle tearing our lives up. Those things will come because whom the Lord loves, He chastens. Mm. And if He has to do those things to get you on the right path, He's got lions He can release. Trust me. Wow. Mm. But His greatest desire, this is, this is the tenderness of God, that His greatest desire is just to flutter, wow. just to make us sensitive yeah. that, oh, I don't have to have some mighty thing. I, I've, I'm reading the Word. I'm praying. I'm in touch with His voice and just the flutter. It's the st strangest thing. I, I was preaching for um, Craig Rochelle not too long ago. and his, he, he had asked me to, to come and, and preach some sermons and, and take them and then stay over and do his staff thing. And he has like 1,200 people that, that had gathered. And I had prepared my messages ahead, you know, the best I could and all of that. And I was prepared. And just before I walked up that last service, I, I don't know how to describe it except that flutter. It wasn't like, you know, just overwhelming, thus saith the Lord in wow. reverb. Mm -hmm. It was just the flutter. Somebody said something on the stage. That mess, there was another message that I tucked in my Bible, and, it, and it, it just came alive, everything in it. And I had that one, but it just it didn't. And the flutter was over there. I don't know how to describe it. And I walked up and I preached that message. This isn't about me, but I preached that message. And, and, and I'm just telling you, the, it, was, it was strong what God did. I, almost, I could have missed it. Yeah. Oh I could God. have gone with just an old program message that, that you know. That, yeah. But I, I had that sensitivity and to be gently impressed, mm. to be tender enough to just have those gentle impressions of the Holy Spirit. Man, that's when you start walking Christianity in its greatest form is, and He walks with me, mm. and He talks with me, and He, and he tells me I am His own. He wants to talk to you in 2018. Mm -hmm. 
And I believe with all of my heart there are hundreds of thousands of people watching this program who don't need another year like last wow. year. Yeah. This is the year that God's going to bring. If you're single, God has a Boaz for you. Come on now. If you're single, God, does God care if you're a widow? Does God care if everybody else goes home after church with somebody and you go home to that lonely apartment? Does God care? You better, the God who said it's not good for man to be alone knows who you are supposed to meet. Mm -hmm. He knows how to put you together for kingdom purposes. This is your year. And I'm, I'm praying today that hundreds of you will respond, that hundreds of you at the beginning of the year will get in an alignment with your assignment and say, I surrender myself completely. Mm. And God, and this is big, sometimes you've got to get Jonah off the boat mm -hmm. before the real blessing comes into wow. your life. Some of you need to throw Jonah off because your boat, you, you're hanging out with the wrong people and they're rocking your boat. The moment they threw Jonah off, and Jonah's never jump off on their own. Why didn't he jump off himself? Right. Yeah. Sorry, that's yeah. pretty right. sorry. Jonah's yeah. will never jump off your boat. You have to throw them off. Yeah. And that's not being ugly. It just means you don't belong in my circle right now. Get off my boat. Somebody else is assigned to you, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And throw Jonah off the boat. Get the wrong people out. Get the right people in. Some of you are dating the wrong people. You have no business date. And as long as you're dating the wrong person and you know they're the wrong person, God can't bring the right person. The moment you move in obedience, He's going to release the right people, the right place, the right plan. He's got it. It's not too late for you. It is not too late for you. Thank you for listening to this episode of TBN's Praise Podcast. If you enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and consider leaving a review. We look forward to having you join us back here next week.